Welcome to Nude Radio with your host, Kenny Heflin. And I want to say that this week has been pretty interesting. How's you guys week going so far? You know, it's the end of Mercury retrograde, but now we're approaching an Aries moon, supposedly. So if y'all don't know, supposedly, you know, if y'all happen to listen to this episode, Afterwards, then just know um, from what I've learned is that with an Aries moon, it happens to be very aggressive. So basically, you need to not sugarcoat anything. If it's something on your mind, address it, but pick your battles wisely because it is an aggressive moon and the energies that it's going to emit and fall upon us and everything like that on Earth. And how it's going to affect us and whatnot. So that was literally like the shortest version of a spark note, but y'all get it. If y'all don't know, Google, 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 Google. But I wanted to get into some things, honey. And I wanted to know if you guys knew about the five different types of dating. Have you ever heard of that? And who's dating, you know, um, definitely feel free to slide in my DMs respectfully, of course. And let me know, like, are you single? Are you dating? Are you in a relationship or are you married? Like, what's the tea? You know, y'all know I'm curious. So I'm always trying to figure out shit. So basically, there's five different types of dating. And there happens to be some things that I happen to see and and identify with. And I was like, wow, like, this is very interesting. I didn't know that, you know, this was something that was like for real, for real. But it's funny because like I've heard about it before, but at the same time, it's just like I haven't. And I had to like actually deep dive into it to really get a great understanding of what these meant and stuff like that. So let's see if you guys happen to identify with any of these because it's really interesting. You know, uh, we are approaching the fourth quarter or we are actually in the fourth quarter now. And that's if, you know, if y'all with what the kids be talking about and stuff, you know, that means, you know, it's cuffing season. So A lot of people are starting to find themselves into relationships and things. And mm -hmm, y'all need a warm body to keep y'all nice and hot, right? During the winter. Mm -hmm. We know what y'all doing. But I wanted to get into it. So uh, number one, and we're talking about the five different types of uh, dating, or you can just call them like the five different stages of dating, right? So listen to this. So number one is, can you guess? Can you guess? It's the thing that like gets the ball rolling, right? So number one is attraction, which is very obviously attraction is going to be essential in a relationship. I mean, that's like the first thing that catches your eye, right? 
that's the thing that pulls you into uh, the partner that or the prospective partner that is. So just remember, like attraction is number one. It's definitely like one of the. In my opinion, it's very important. I need to be attracted to my partner. Hands down. <clears throat> Point blank, period. But basically with attraction, you know, this is the first stage of dating. And if you know, like this is essential. You know, to actually gain that connection and develop something within that uh, that partner, you guys agreement, you know, so if you have high hopes for your relationship, hey, like this is what it's going to be like the, the number one thing, right? So oftentimes attraction tends to be within like that honeymoon stage that people talk about. And that's usually that stage where everything just feels so new and exciting and everything just seems almost perfect. But of course, the bubble burst, <laughs> the bubble burst. But, you know, before then, um, within the stage, like people would tend to be in the stage for like a few months. I think that attraction usually lasts from like month one or I guess like the first time you actually meet the person or people from my poly people. You know, we, we love inclusivity over here in New Radio, but I feel like it happens to be something that lasts from uh, the first first sight, of course. And I think depending on the connection of the people involved within this this budding relationship and like the amount of times that you guys happen to interact and communicate or see each other or spend quality time together, I think that can go from like the first time you see him to maybe, hmm, I would think that maybe like what month four, possibly maybe. What do you think? I think at the longest, and some people will speculate that you know attraction will last for month one through month six. I mean, but it all really depends on your personal and individual connection with your partner, right? So. That's something to always keep in mind, because one thing that we don't want to get swept up into is that when we are hearing these things from relationship coaches and, you know, marriage counselors or whatever the case is, or even like our trusted sources of friendships and everything like that, like we can't just always go based off of the status quo or like exactly what the textbook version of what that's supposed to mean, because we do know as humans that we do have a situational uh, phase and those situations change. So that's always something to really think about when you are um, dating someone and remembering that you and that person or those people happen to be a something very special, very individual and personal to you. So don't let all the numbers and like the months and stuff try to dictate exactly what's going on in your relationship because nine times out of ten your situation may be completely different so always remember that but usually um like i say with attraction um that's like when you guys are just like talking all the time on facetime and messaging back and forth and i mean 
all of that. Like you're seeing each other often, you know, you're having like those long ass phone calls, you know, which I'm obsessed with. I love those long phone calls, but you're really getting to know each other. And you are also being able to go on like a ton of dates. So it's just like you have to remember just to always to make time to get to know each other one step at a time and uh, try not to rush it. And that's something that I'm telling myself, you know, um, I tend to be decisive in what I like. And when I find what I like, I am also impatient at the same time. So I'm learning to slow my roll and just like chill out a little bit more and not saying I want to rush into a relationship or anything like that, but I definitely want to take my time, of course, you know, but for me personally, at least I don't tend to, I guess I tend to go with the flow once we know that we like each other, you know, we're going through the motions of communication, everything. We're spending time with each other and everything like that. But it's time, right? But I guess, you know, when it's the time that I meet the one, you know, the one, right? Then we both would just know because, hey, like I say, these numbers of months and stuff do not dictate your own personal connection to that person that you're with or those people that you're with. So just remember that. But uh, the second stage of dating is reality, right? And no, we're not talking about the reality TV shows. I know most of y'all want one, but Usually uh, with the reality stage, this is something that comes up kind of slowly, but it definitely can last um, for around um, four, maybe six months at the longest from what I've heard from some dating professionals. Right. So usually this is something that signals the fact that the honeymoon stage is starting to come to an end. And right at that point, you're starting to see that there are certain flaws in your partner. You know, there are certain things that you uh, may notice about your partner that may get on your goddamn nerve. Right. And vice versa, because we ain't perfect because we're human. Right. So it works both ways. So this usually um, it like when I say that, it doesn't mean that, you know, your relationship is going to be over or that you guys uh, aren't attracted to each other. You guys don't love each other or aren't in love with each other. It just comes into reality, pun intended, that it's all setting in like real life is starting to settle and not you settling per se or your partner settling, but that real life is starting to settle in and that you have to remain cognizant of the facts that, you know, communication is going to be very heavy. So a lot of communication styles that you guys learn within the first stage of attraction, you have to exercise those once that attraction starts to wean off. And once that honeymoon stage starts to go towards the back burner, right? And once you start to enter in into the reality phase. <clears throat> So, yeah, that's definitely something that you have to also uh, take up, you know, just 
take into account, you know, this again, this is when all those butterflies and rainbows and I mean, you think that your partner is just like shits, flowers, right? But (laughs) in the reality stage, you start to see that you guys are human and within communication, of course. That's uh, when you can try your best to remedy those issues and really uh, come to middle ground, you know. But unfortunately, and sometimes in a reality stage, this is usually when a lot of our relationships will come to an end uh, just because there may not be um, enough communication. There may be certain things that you or your partner may present that is completely uh, wrong in your own opinion, right? And you guys may not be able to come to that middle ground, you know? So unfortunately, like that happens, but at the same time, it's always a silver lining in a cloud. And, you know, if you can always communicate and understand each other, And if you make it past the reality stage, then nine times out of 10, it's it's some good news for you. Because at this point, you would then start to enter into the third stage, which is commitment. Mm. Who has commitment issues? Do you have commitment issues or are you a committed person? Let me know. I'm curious. But uh, yeah, the commitment stage is the third stage. And when you make it past the reality stage, you tend to get into the phase where you have realized that this person is exactly who you want. Uh, You're not searching for anyone else. You're not checking for anybody else. This is the person that you want to be with exclusively. And that could be sexually or romantically or both all at the same time. So at this point, you know, you guys have definitely grown into uh, the fact that, yeah, we're humans. Yeah, we have our own flaws or whatnot, you know, but it's not a detriment to our relationship or, yeah, we have our flaws, but we've talked about it. We've worked it out. We've come to that middle ground. So usually when you do make that actual agreement to commit to that person that you're with, it's always going to be based off of, you know, the fact that you want to be there. You want to be their rock. You want to be their protector. You know, you really want to support them and be there for any of their goals, you know, and and be like the person that pushes them and supports them at the same time and like really reminds them that, you know, they have certain um, desires in life that, hey, like, I want to be in your in your corner. And again, this works both ways. So you definitely want your partner to be there for you as well. So usually, you know, you get to start discussing like your actual future together and stuff like this is when you're starting to enter in um, more of like the reality um real side of like your relationship because it's like okay this is our this is our outline of what we want for our relationship this is what we would be looking for safe for when we are committed or 
<clears throat> excuse me, or when we are in our uh, engagement and when we are in a marriage, you know, like we are now starting to set forth the, the plans and the outlines for our future together and stuff and like really where we see ourselves with each other and whatnot. And that's a beautiful thing. It's really a beautiful thing. And I must say, uh, it's something to look forward to, you know? So think about that. Um, obviously again, let me know exactly how you feel about commitment and when you found it comfortable for you and your partner to make that decision to commit. Because remember, within these months and everything like that, you know, again, it does not dictate your own personal relationship with your partner or partners. So just remember that. But let me know, like, I mean, how long did it take for you to commit? What was it about your partner um, that made you say, you know what, this is it. I found what I wanted. I'm decisive. I know exactly what I want. This person is the one that I want to be with. Right. So keep me posted. You know, um, of course, you guys can always follow me on Nude Radio 101 on both Instagram and Twitter or slide in my DMs respectfully on Instagram at Kenny Heflin. Um, so tell me your story. But going into the last parts of the dating stages, right? We have our number four stage, and that stage is one of my favorites. This stage is intimacy. Can we say that again? Intimacy. (laughs) But with the intimacy stage, you are typically going to be in that protective mode. You know, you are just in it to win it you are so comfortable with each other to the point where you just uh, like everything so sweet you know you've gotten past like the, the bubbles you've gotten past the the part where everything seems like rainbows and sunshine and now it, it just is because you've put in that time you've put in that connection You've put in that uh, that relationship and the development that it led to this this particular stage. So with intimacy, you're so nurturing, you know, you're so protective of that of that love that you're having, because now you start to feel like this is true love. Right. So usually people would say that within the intimacy stage that you do tend to. Uh, fall within the stage around like a year or so. Um, again, it's always dictated upon your own relationship, but um, I feel like this tends to be a stage that people can kind of think that, okay, well, intimacy, intimacy, intimacy. Is this physical intimacy? Are we talking about the cuddles and the you know, the locking of the legs and the the hand holding and all that stuff. No, this is all about the mental and spiritual, right? Because we kind of got through like the, the physical part of it, you know, because the physical is going to be very, what's the word I want to use? The physical side and not to downplay the physical uh, intimacy because we, again, we love that, right? 
but that seems to be more of like the shallow part of like the relationship. Like that's usually something that we reserve to be like, okay, um, this is real. This is totally real. But at the same time, it's just like, it's the one level of things, right? Um, and it can sometimes seem like very superficial in a way, you know, and that's what we don't want. So that's why we have to always remember that within uh, this stage, we are talking about the spiritual and mental side of things, because when you have like these two people or people, right, you guys have developed a strict relationship. You've worked past the commitment stage. You know exactly what you want. And at that point, if you did commit, then that means that you guys align on many things. And a lot of the, the bulk of that is going to be, again, the spiritual and mental compatibility that you uh, that you guys happen to possess between each other. Right. So usually it just means that you're just opening up. Uh, to each other, just, I mean, about everything. I mean, your partner knows the, the deepest and darkest secrets, you know, um, they not only know the flaws that we got to see within like the last few stages, but they accept you for who you are. You know, we don't want to glorify the flaws. We want to work together as a team and like really combat those. And again, this works both ways, you guys. So always remember that this is your partner that you're able to just like let that wall down if you had one, you know, um, and just be vulnerable, right? Like just be soft and pink, you know, like that is one of the best parts to really think about, you know, and to really look forward to because everyone knows how each other feels. You're probably tapped into one another. If you're like tapped in, you know, spiritually and whatnot, you know, so you know, when each other moves, you like, you know, like the mannerisms, like when each other is ready to leave or you know, like little shit like that. It's the cutest things, but that's something that really, really matters. But again, it's all about the vulnerability part of it. So sweet, so special. So intimacy, that's number four. And last but not least, of course, you know, last but not least. Now, this is the this is the good one. Number five. Number five is engagement. Mm hmm. Engagement. Mm hmm. If you like it, then, you know, you know what you should have did, right? Mm -hmm. So usually with engagement, this is the final stage, right? This is the final stage of dating and engagement is where you and your partner, where you guys make that full on agreement, right? In front of each other and most importantly, in front of your loved ones, but just in front of the world, like the world can feel you two at this point. You guys become an energy in unison, a force. Now that's some strong ass shit right there. Like when you can walk in 
with your partner and you guys feel like it's a force. Other people can feel the energy bouncing off of each other and they know that it's you two. Like, that's a big deal. I love that because at this point, you know, you guys make um, an, an for, a forever agreement, you know, to each other. Um, this is when you're ready to go above and beyond to make sure that this relationship is solid, that it lasts forever and that this is going to be a lifelong commitment. Right. And this is where you guys are ready to elevate even more, you know, like, and I always say this and I've said this plenty of times on nude radio before, but as humans, with every waking day that we have, we must take advantage of the opportunity to elevate and evolve. And that's what you want, right? And this is what you want for your partner. And you guys work as a team more than ever because you see the vision. You got the model of what you want to set forth for this relationship. And it's just like, you know, these, these, um, stages that we've read about before, like they still show their, their, their heads in certain points. And just because you do happen to get into engagement because we are humans, because we did work past certain things, there's still going to be things that may cause like certain rifts or whatever, right? Certain obstacles, but because we've worked hard on developing that relationship with that person or those people, we know exactly how to navigate through those obstacles, right? Because it's going to always be some bumps. I mean, it's just life, right? But it's all about what you see yourself with your particular partner and that future that you guys have down the road, you know? And one thing that I, with this and even to practice it within like the attraction level is because we are human and we will make mistakes. We have to come at it without ego because it's not a game, right? It's, it's not a game. Like you shouldn't feel that you as a mature adult engaging with another mature adult, right? That there should be a game. It shouldn't be about, you know, the ego based who's going to do this, what and who's no, no, no. We don't want that. That's ain't nobody got time for that. Right. Learn how to say you're sorry, like learn how to apologize. Practice that within the first stage within attraction, right? Learn how to apologize and admit like your wrongs and learn from it. I mean, life is nothing but a lesson. So it's just like at the end of the day, learn how to actually apologize um, and hope that, you know, your partner understands you, which at this point, usually they do. So they're able to forgive you and vice versa. So be forgiving. Learn how to apologize. You know, these are going to be the building blocks in solidifying any solid relationship. Because you need a strong foundation, right? And especially in this world that we live in now in these times, like, I mean, even more so important that we have social media and whatnot, 
we have to remain cognizant that there's so many different obstacles, like so many frivolous, stupid obstacles that we have in front of us that maybe a generation ago they did right they had their own obstacles but there's the the bar has been uh leveled up okay and unnecessary drama is just the stupidest thing so learn how to apologize learn how to forgive and learn how to love right most important like learn how to love i think that that is so very important it's just to really learn how to love and stuff and I know for me, like, I just look forward to everything, you know, I look forward to learning about my partner. I look forward to um, being able to grow, you know, and for them to be able to grow with me and to learn from me. And hopefully there are certain things about myself that may not scare them off and vice versa, because we don't want <laughs> We don't want that. Like, of course, like we want a long, healthy relationship. And that's going to be a key player in anything. But most importantly, in your love relationship. Right. So that's why I tell myself, like, you know, learn patience. Um, talk it out. Talk about everything. But practice transparency practice honesty if there's something that i really should know about i should know about it you know and vice versa because again what it works both ways um but yeah it's just like some nuggets to really think about you know right and like i say if you can and depending on your relationship your own personal relationship Spend as much time as you can with that partner. Really get to like understand who they are as a person and uh, what their dreams are, what their goals are. Right. Be their cheerleader. And hopefully that grace is going to be reciprocated because that's what we like. Right. It's supposed to be give and take. So make sure that you guys are going to always remain on the same page. I know for me, when I'm dating, my big thing is that there's an understanding that we are going to always be on the same page because who wants to be in a lopsided relationship? I mean, do you like, I, well, I don't, <laughs> but make sure you guys are compatible. Like, Oh my God. Like that's a big one. Cause there's so many different times where we'll meet an attractive person, right? There's plenty of attractive people, just like here in LA. There's so many attractive people, and I've, I've gotten to know most of them in some uh, type of respect, but you just kind of realize that those people may not be for you, and that's fine because I may not be everybody's cup of tea. And like, that's the thing, like, that we have to remember again. Try to as look, try your best to cancel out ego as much as possible. Because one thing that I hate, one thing that I've seen is that with our generation, you know, I'm a millennial, but of course, as millennials and Gen Z's and maybe even our uh, our Gen X's and stuff, these most recent generations 
glorify being petty and being toxic. And that doesn't sit well with me. That doesn't sit well with me. Like, that's not a good character trait to be like, oh, I'm a bitch or, oh, I can be an asshole sometimes or, oh, I'm petty or, yeah, I'm toxic or what you going to are you going to change that? You know, are we trying to elevate? Like, are we trying to elevate or no? Like, what are we doing? That's the type of person I want to steer the fuck clear away. I want no parts. Zero parts. But that's something that I'm sure you guys have seen on social media. And if you found yourself in these predicaments, rather you've dealt with the people or if you were the person, look. I'm not going to judge y'all, but I've made my mistakes too. But realize them. The, the best thing to, to know is that awareness is important as fuck. So be aware of those toxic traits, quote unquote, and eliminate them. How about that? Like, don't go around saying that. Oh, I'm petty. Don't go around saying, oh, yeah, I can be toxic sometimes. It's not cute. Because you're not going to make it past the attraction stage if that's the case. Right. So just remember that, you know, but let me know exactly like where are you at in the stage? You know, again, like, are you single? Are you dating? Are you taking part of cupping season? Right. Um, This past weekend, if you guys know, I'm born and raised in Michigan and on the East Coast, Midwest region of North America, we have a holiday called Sweetie's Day. So <laughs> that's usually like the guy's version of Valentine's Day, because for the most part, like Sweetie's Day is like when, you know, the girl, you know, would tend to buy like the, the boyfriend or husband, like gifts and presents and stuff, because Valentine's Day is reserved for her usually. Look, I don't make the rules, but that's how I go. But (laughs) are you participating in cuffing season? Are you dating? Are you dating multiple people? Are you exclusively dating? You know, are you in a relationship, an engagement or a marriage? Like, let me know. And also, like, my big question is, how are you different uh, versus uh, when you're single? And or in a relationship or marriage. Are you a totally different person or are you kind of similar? Obviously, things got to change, you know, because we got to consider another person. Right. If we want things to go smoothly. Right. You know, if we want to make it past the first stage, we got to consider we got to be. Somebody who treats our person like a priority. Right. But how do you show up? Is it differently? Is it like like super drastic or are you kind of similar in ways? But y'all know where you can uh, let me know these answers, of course, because y'all know I got a ton of. But just take some time to sit down, listen to this episode. Let me know exactly where you are on uh, the five stages of dating if you are or if you're looking to get into it. I mean, keep me posted. But. Of course, you can, again, follow me on 
Instagram and Twitter under the same username. That is going to be at nude radio 101. And if you want to get in contact with me personally on Instagram, the at is at Kenny Heflin, right? So keep me posted. Let me know exactly uh, where you fall at on these stages and tell me a story. But, you know, I love you guys for loving me and I hope you have a great rest of your week. Bye.